Well, uh, I wonder what Rocky's been working on. He's been in here typing, like, constantly. I think he's down in the boiler room, so I'm gonna check out what he's been doing over here. Let me just go, go over to his desk, check out what he's got going on. Uh, Jesus Christ, this is... Oh my god, is it, this is like 300 pages of notes. This dude has written like 300 pages of notes. This is insane. Holy shit, he's like obsessed with this Halloween show or something. Alright, this is creepy. So how do you like it? Oh, uh, Rocky, uh... Hey there, I didn't, I thought you were down in the boiler room. Um, hey man, this is, uh, you've done, this is like 300 pages of notes that you've, you've taken just for this Halloween show. It's, right, right. It's a, it's a little excessive, isn't it? Like, well, you a know, obsessive maybe? Well, you know, we gotta be ready, so I, I just kind of thought, why not, uh, be prepared? Yeah, man, I know, but, I mean, we normally just, like, wing it pretty much for everything. This is, like, this is kind of creepy. You, you, uh, you, you drew a picture of, of me, like, a drawing of me, like, naked yeah. on this page. Well, that, I got kind of bored with the Halloween episode. I wanted to put that in there, but then after that, it was right back to work, so. Oh, okay, I see that, yeah. I see that now, actually. Even so, so dude, it's... Well, I just—I'm sorry to cut you off. I just wanted to ask, like, when when do you want to record this thing? Because I'm I'm really anxious to get started on this Halloween episode. I mean, dude, I know you've been super excited about this Halloween episode, but I mean, we need to we need to get Rodrigo to a hospital like like fast. Something's wrong with Rodrigo. Listen, Ty. We both agreed that we were going to be the winter caretakers of this hotel, and we took Rodrigo along. And we signed contracts that we were going to do the Halloween episode here, and we were also going to take care of this place all winter long. And now you just want to get Rodrigo to a hospital? Yeah, dude, it's it's, it's our friend Rodrigo. He's he's. We need to get him to a hospital. I need to get him down to Sidewinder. I mean, the the, the show is important, but Rodrigo is, is more important. We need to get down to Sidewinder. He needs medical help, like now. So you're concerned about Rodrigo. Are you concerned about the Halloween episode? Uh, I mean, I mean, I'm more concerned about Rodrigo, man. That I, I love. I mean, you know, I love Halloween as as much as you do, and I love our Halloween episode. But I mean, Rodrigo comes first, man. What's what's going on? You things have changed. You've changed. Oh, Ty, this is just so typical, man. I mean. Like I said, we've signed this contract. I have put my name and my and the owners of this place have put their trust in us to do this. And now all of a sudden you want to just go off and, and just leave. And I don't know, Ty. What's happened to you, man? I, I don't understand it. Hey, hey, Ty, why are you holding the bat? I'm, I'm going to go, okay? You just need to let me go. I'm going to take the snow machine and I'm going to get down to Sidewinder. Put down the bat, Ty. Back up, dude. You better stop coming at me.
now. Like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Ty, let me out of here. Rocky, I'm sorry, dude. This is this is the only thing I can do. I, I have to take the snowcat. I gotta get down to Sidewinder with Rodrigo. Listen, Ty, if you let me out of here, we'll forget about the whole damn thing. It'll be like nothing ever happened, okay? It's it's too late. You've, something's gone wrong. Something's wrong with you, Rocky. Don't you understand? I Something has changed. This place is affecting you. Ty, you got a big surprise coming to you. I'm so, what do you what do you what do you mean? Ty, the Halloween episode's already started. Why don't you look around and check it out? Oh, oh my Oh my god! Ty, well, we're recording and we've we've reached our pinnacle, I believe, with with this year with the Halloween episode. Yeah, dude, we really have. We're back uh, to square run, square one, back where we started from, full circle. And I feel like this is this is sort of like the entire CSP year revolves around the Halloween episode. It's it's definitely my favorite, at least. This is like our new year. This is like our. Our Chinese New Year. This is like our new fiscal year. Exactly. Exactly. We can just start. We we kind of throw the books to the side. We erase whatever we've done, and this is a fresh start for us. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's good. Cause the last year was getting pretty dull. I'm glad we get to start over now. It's getting pretty lame, but here we are with uh, CSP's Christmas. Basically, is what it comes down to. This is our Christmas. CSP's Halloween special is our Christmas. That's a very mm-hmm. good point. Mm-hmm. Well, I got some some rough feedback yesterday. I was um, I led a tour to Frankenstein Castle. I think we talked about this last year. Okay, I went to Frankenstein Castle, which is the castle that Mary Shelley supposedly got her her inspiration for Frankenstein. And so I was like doing my little spiel over the over the speakers on the bus, and I just mentioned that like Halloween was my favorite episode or my favorite uh, <laughs> my favorite holiday. And uh, I got a little negative feedback from a few from a few ladies who uh, who were like, "What about Christmas?" Like it wasn't even like funny feedback; it was like actual 
Like, what's wrong with you? So you're telling me these people were touring Frankenstein's castle, and they gave you negative feedback when you mentioned Halloween was your favorite holiday? Yeah, that was what I was thinking, too. I was like, aren't you on a Halloween? This is like a haunted house tour. And like, <laughs> yeah, but whatever. That's crazy, man. Christmas sucks. Halloween is where it's at. That's for sure. And there's a... I don't know about how you're feeling over there, but there's a creepy vibe going on over here in uh, in CSP Studio E. Oh, yeah? Yeah, man. It's just... I don't know. I don't know if it's all the all the preparation or just knowing that... We are in the Halloween episode right now, but there's just something something creepy in the air. There is. There's something happening here, too. I keep hearing things. I keep uh, Things keep moving on me. I think it's all the, the Halloween electricity in the air. What are, you, what are you sipping on over there? I got some Baileys. Some Baileys? Oh, nice. Yeah, I'm growing to like Baileys. I used to not be a big fan of Baileys for some reason, but uh, it's growing on me, man. I'm sipping on... Some orange juice, just a basic glass of orange juice. And Good old-fashioned orange juice, huh? Yeah, and I don't know if you've ever heard the stories that were tied in with orange juice and psychic phenomena, but, I mean, there's really, like, there really is some type of connection. It's the only beverage that has, a, that has like, some type of connection with, like, otherworldly experiences. It's really? Orange juice, huh? I've never heard that before. I just made that up, actually. That's, you know, yeah, that's I'm no yeah I'm no good at being a storyteller because if I was I could tell I could like build a whole story around it. Mm-hmm. But as soon as I catch somebody like believing me, that's whenever I have to give it up. Like I just made that up. <laughs> I made it, you have to run with it for a minute, but then you have to be like, I'm sorry, dude. Yeah, you had me probably because one orange juice is like my favorite drink. And two, I love a scary shit. So yeah. put the two together, and I was like, "Yeah, my favorite drink plus scary shit." You're just you're so down to just hear scary stories right now, man. I believe anything you say right now, dude. All right. Well, before, oh my goodness, you hear that? Wow, that is creepy. And you know what's even crazier? What's that? I don't even have a grandfather clock, dude. Stop it. <laughs> I'll tell you what's really creepy. Hold on. That's it. Okay, I think it's, it's screwed up. It's count is screwed up. It doesn't count the right number of hours. Well, that's and that's what I was going to say, too, is it's like I heard the thing start going off while we were in pre-production here before we started recording. Yeah. And I was thinking, man, you know, that sounds really creepy. Too bad we're not recording right now. And then it doesn't seem like it's been a half hour. Does that thing go off every 15 minutes or what? Yeah, every 15 minutes it does the song or whatever, the the tune. And then every half an hour it does the tune plus like one chime or something. And then on the hour it does the tune plus the chimes for the hours. God, what a terribly terrifying grandfather clock. It is pretty creepy. Like, I've never really thought about it until now, but that's actually really creepy. I just, we don't hear it anymore. Like, we'll be watching, I'll be watching a movie, and I'll watch an entire movie and not remember that thing going off once. Just so used to it. That's great. I had a cuckoo clock for a while, and, because I've always wanted one, you know, like, I always thought they were cool. (laughs) And I could not stand it, and it's not even, like, the cuckoo part of it. Like, that, that was actually cool. It was the... The constant fucking yeah, and it is so much louder than a normal clock that I had to get rid of it. So I gave it to my mom, and she loves it. 
She loves it. She That's loves the sound it. of insanity. I think so that, too. Yeah. It's creepy. But I mean, for the just to kick things off, I thought we could talk about you know just a couple of scary movies and maybe some some uh, some scary stories behind the production of some movies. But yeah. before we get into that, man. Um, What's what's going on in Germany, like Halloween wise? Like, have you found anything creepy in this Frankenstein's castle you speak of? Um, there. Well, no. It's like it's like a huge festival, actually. The, the that we were there for. It's a party slash festival, and they just have this awesome, like, huge loop around the bottom of the castle, like outdoors that you walk, and it's just got tons, of, like, so many performers, and like so many creepy scenes. And um, one thing they do here is at the haunted houses, they can touch you. Like, they can touch you. They can grab you. They can, like, rough you up. They can manhandle you. Like, this girl that I was with, um, she, I forgot what she did. She messed with one of the performers, like, like, touched his nose on his, like, werewolf mask or something. So him and his other werewolf buddy, they grab her, pull her into this, like, uh, pig pen, that's like covered that has like hay all over the ground they they pull her into there by force like throw her on the ground and basically stuff every like every her entire body with hay like under her clothes under her jacket in her sleeves and her boots they just like roughed her up dude oh my god so yeah um, a lot of the americans over here just can't get it they they hate it just because they're like dude i can't have people touching me i think it's awesome but um yeah, it is. They will, they will rough you up. They'll throw you in a coffin and lock it up. Oh my god! I mean, it, it is pretty cool because whenever you do go to like a, a creepy amusement theme, you know, deal like that, you do expect that. But mm-hmm. you know, over over here, for anybody that has gone to one of those, that's like you know, you can be like the strong male figure because girls mm-hmm. will scream at anything, but you know that they're not going to touch you. They're not going to touch you, and there's, like, actual rules that, like, don't touch the performers, and they won't touch you. And But now, over here, um, no rules. No such rules as that. I think it's it makes it more fun, really, for me, because, it t- yeah, it goes that extra distance of I'm just standing there, and all of a sudden somebody's, you know, got me in a headlock. <laughs> somebody's got me in a chokehold, and, and then I turn, and it's, like, Frankenstein or something. Oh, my God, that does bring the fright to a whole new level. That's crazy. <laughs> Yeah, it's cool. It's fun. Um, but yeah, the Frankenstein Castle, it apparently behind Frankenstein Castle there's a like a hidden like this is true, like this is they have like these magnetic this little field of magnetic rocks or stones and boulders and stuff that screw up compasses and also screw up electronic equipment and um like wiccans and witches and um, people into like black arts and stuff like that will use a, use the area for rituals and doing all their shit and they say stay away from there if they're doing that or when they're doing it what are some do they give you like any like are there any stories of threats that could happen if you're around while that's happening besides just like being possessed or no I mean there's like myths and urban legends about um about like sacrifices and stuff like that or blood sacrifices um i mean i don't think any of them are are true but it is apparently true that like like witches and wizards or whatever will go over there and do whatever they their little rituals and stuff yeah i mean you can't blame them if you're if you're a witch or some type of satanist what better place to hold a ritual than in the backyard of frankenstein's castle dude right 
man. That's what's really cool about over here is there's so many badass places like that. Like, just walk down the road and there's a freaking castle. So, I mean, I know that the Germans are crazy for their Oktoberfest stuff. Are mm-hmm. they? Are they just as crazy for Halloween? Like, are they just do they? Or does that does that just like sort of make everyone sad because it's the end of October? No, um, they're not as crazy about Halloween. Um, like they, like we talked about, they'll they'll take any excuse to have a festival or have some. So they'll have festivals and parades where people drink and stuff. But it's not so much in celebration of Halloween as much as it's like, hey, there's this is something that's happening. Let's drink about it like <laughs> that, basically. Um, so no, they're not as crazy about Halloween as as we are. The United States, I think, is fairly um, unique in its celebration of Halloween. A lot of other countries celebrate it too, but not nearly as big, I don't think. Yeah, the United States really anything you can commercialize, I think they'll they'll jump on board and let's make a huge ordeal out of it. Yeah, yeah, they do, huh? That's one of the few things though that uh that I do love about the states. Oh, I know, man. I could I could buy Halloween shit or like scary movie memorabilia all day long. That's one of the things that makes me happy that it is such a commercialized country because I could buy a Freddy Krueger bobblehead. That's true, dude. Like, uh, holy cow, that's something I've never thought about before either is how happy I am with commercialization in regards to Halloween. Like, I'm like, commercialize the shit out of it, dude. Oh, man. I nerd out about that shit, too. Yeah, absolutely. One other question. Do they do trick-or-treating over there? Is that a thing? Yeah, they do. Um, And I think... I think it's probably bigger in my area, but that's because there's more Americans here. So the influence of the Americans has has kind of pushed onto the Germans as well. So they do a fair amount of trick-or-treating around here. But I think the further away you get from from where Americans are, the less popular it is. I mean, they'll still have their festivals and stuff and parties, but yeah. Since you're in a, a more Americanized uh, part of Germany, you ought to just bum all the trick-or-treaters out whenever they come by, just, like, scoop a big spoonful of sauerkraut in their bag and just <laughs> act like you're trying to be traditionally German. Yeah, right? That'd be awesome. You're the awkward American trying to be um, traditionally German as possible. Mm-hmm. They would probably be actually really into that. Drop a sauerkraut in there and a little bit of bread or a beer. Oh, my God. <laughs> Just pour beer all over their head. <laughs> oh shit! Well, Halloween episode, Ty. What what uh, spooky movies have you been watching of note that you um, feel like talking about? Yeah, I, I kind of started making good on my uh, my promise to watch some classic scary movies. I watched uh, Nightmare on Nightmare on Elm Street, the original. Um, and really liked it. Yeah, I remember talking about that in previous episodes, and I don't, I guess you weren't really as much of a nightmare fan as you were like a Friday the 13th kind of person, or? Yeah, in general, I, I've never liked, um, like I kind of unfairly lumped Nightmare on, on Elm Street in with other slashers that were coming out. That's what it was, okay. I've never been a big fan of slashers, for one thing. So Halloween, um, like, uh, yeah, Friday the 13th, I've just, it's never, I've never really watched them. I've never been that interested in watching them. Um, so, and for some reason, I lumped Friday the, or Nightmare on Elm Street in with those. I don't know why. 
but um, I watched it. I really liked it. I thought it was really cool. It had a, a lot of really original ideas for when it came out. Oh, hell yeah. Now, was this the first time you actually really sat through and watched the whole thing? Yeah, I had I'd seen bits and pieces growing up, for sure. Um, but I'd never sat through the entire thing, ever. So, and then some things are just, some things were such a part of, like, popular culture, like knowing about, you know, when the girl gets pulled out of bed and she's sliding up the wall and onto the ceiling, like, that's just a part of pop culture. Everyone, you know, kind of knows those images, but now I'd never sat through it. Wow. That's mind-blowing. That's like, that was my childhood, I guess, because I had older siblings that were really, like, my, the next youngest to me is my brother, and he's 10 years older than I am. So whenever my mom would work nights, you know, my sister would want to watch fucked up shit like Nightmare on Elm Street. And yeah. it terrified me as a child, but I loved it at the same time. So I pretty much grew up with that. Mm-hmm. And is have, have you watched any of the other Nightmare movies? Like, No, I'm going to continue with them. Um, I know they get... Yeah apparently get pretty bad but yeah it's gonna go downhill from here like you're at the peak man um yeah but the good thing about it is it does sort of slowly go it does sort of slowly go downhill until you're at nightmare five i think nightmare five was probably at the lowest point mm-hmm. um it's kind of cool watch night if you watch nightmare two for the first time that's actually known as the like it's got like so many gay innuendos in that movie. It's that's they call it like the gay nightmare on Elm Street. Gay nightmare. That's awesome. And whenever you watch it back, there are so many gay innuendos. It's it's really? crazy, man. All right, I'll have to check it out. Yeah, I'm gonna definitely keep going. Um, but yeah, I liked it. There was a lot of really cool original ideas, and really like watching that scene for the really straight through for the first time, where she's you know getting attacked in bed and she's you know sliding up the wall that was badass that was pretty cool it's truly a scary movie still to this day it holds up as a scary movie um the scene that would always freak me out was whenever nancy was in class and then she just saw like the body bag being drugged down the hallway that was creepy that was super creepy yeah so yeah and just in general the idea of like falling asleep and then having these nightmares and dreams that can blend with reality and you can bring things back with you from your dreams and yeah good movie glad i watched that Um, one led to a lot of sleepless nights for me as a child oh yeah let's see i also watched halloween straight through for the first time and that one i really i'd never watched through i'd seen like bits and pieces of scenes from other movies or you know, TV or something every now and then. But, uh, yeah, another one I really liked. I could kind of see where you're coming from with that. It's almost like, you know, you probably felt like you've already seen it just by all the hype and all, like, the, you know, all the shit that you've seen about it already. Yeah. Yeah, I don't... It's just... I don't know. It's just slashers, man. They never did it for me. Um, And I was kind of broadcast... Like, putting a big net over all slashers, whereas a movie can just be good, you know, regardless of what it's about or, you know, what kind of scary movie it is. Right. Um... Well, yeah, I don't know why. I think I just saw... I think I saw Texas Chainsaw Massacre too young or something. And I was just like, this is... just. I was, like, watching, like, people be horrible to other people. I was like, I don't, I don't like this at all. 
not only that, but that's kind of a hard watch too. Just that movie in general. It's not the best shot movie. It's just kind of a hard sit through. Yeah, it is. So, but I try to use um, the the judgment that I use is if if it's a movie that is still being talked about for 30, 40 years, there must mm-hmm. be something good about it. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. And there is there is something good about those. They're both really original, well made movies. So. I, yeah. I plan on going back and watching Halloween and Halloween 2 on Halloween night. Those are the ones I'm saving. Yeah. And yeah. if you have you you haven't watched part two yet, have you? I have not, no. Okay. Part two is basically like a continuation of part one. So it's if you would watch them both back to back, it's like one long movie. It's supposed to start up mm-hmm. right where part one left off. Oh wow, that's cool. Yeah. Okay. So, I'll watch that then. And Definitely. Uh, Halloween 3 was uh, completely different. It was like they they sort of tried to, they wanted to just like kind of take the Halloween name and make it like an anthology. Like, hey, not every Halloween has to have Michael Myers. Let's make a different story. Yeah, which, because I know I, had, I used to watch one of them when I was growing up because they always used to play it on some movie channel or USA or something. Um, and it was the one with the little girl. Was that 4? That yeah, four and five had the little girl. Okay. Yeah. So that one I used to watch. And is there one with a where they're in a hospital? There's something about a hospital too. Yeah. That's that's part two. Okay. So I I think I have watched it, but I was really really young, so I don't really remember it then. A lot of good stuff, man. Um, the Halloween movies also go downhill, but I think yeah. that's how it is with every franchise. By the time you get to fucking Jason Takes Manhattan, you know, it's mm-hmm. like they've just run dry of ideas. For sure. And I've definitely seen Halloween H2O, so... So, I know. I know it goes downhill. Oh, with yeah. Without Fool J. <laughs> Those were crazy times, man. It was like... It was the late 90s, early 2000s. Everything was getting crazy. Yeah. Anything went in the late 90s. I know. People were, like, listening to Smash Mouth, you know, and everything kind of had just sort of like a like a futuristic vibe to it, you know? It did, man. Just pushing on ahead to the future is what everything was about. Halloween yeah. H2O, 20 years later. What have you been watching? Anything? Yeah, I've been going back and watching some, some movies that I hadn't seen in a while and some that I hadn't seen at all. Um... Like, a bunch of the video nasties that were, you know, the banned ones from the UK. Mm -hmm. Like, don't look in the basement, you know? Like, I like a lot of the horror movies that start with don't. Like, don't go in the woods. (laughs) You know, those are always You know exactly what they're going to do. They're going to go into the woods. Oh, yeah. Dude, if they did not go in the woods in that movie, I'd be so disappointed. I'd be disappointed. (laughs) I could just see, like, hey, you want to go in the woods? No, man. We're not supposed to. We don't go in the woods. Don't you don't you know that you don't go into the woods or into the basement? Man, that would that'd be so. In in a way, though, I kind of want to make a movie that's called "Don't Do Something." They just don't do it. He <laughs> <laughs> really? was like, "No, that'd be really stupid for us to do." But I did watch a movie that I wanted to bring up to you. And if you if you were to look at horror movies as like a band, and mm-hmm. um, they had released several albums. This movie that I watched would be on one of the albums that no one really liked, and it would be one of the deep album cuts from that album. <laughs> okay. Um, I watched a movie called Dr. Giggles. Have you ever heard of this? 
Dr. Giggles? No, but let me let me try to work this out. It's about a doctor who like feeds nitrous oxide to his patients. No, I lost it. No, I mean you're you're pretty close actually. Am I? Yeah. Does that have um? I'm gonna go way out on a limb. Is Clint Howard in that? No, no, no. Okay. I think I feel like I remember this. It's a. You might be thinking of Ice Cream Man. I might be. Because that has Clint Howard in it. Okay. I feel no. I used to when I was a kid. I used to when I used to go rent movies. I remember seeing Doctor Giggles, and I feel like I can even see the main the main guy in it. I remember. I never watched it. I remember. I dude. I fucking watched Doctor Giggles. Did you? I just can't remember it. <laughs> well, there's I, nothing really too memorable about it. I. I yeah. I just watched it a couple nights ago, and I can't tell you the whole synopsis. <laughs> yeah, I totally remember Dr. Giggles. I don't remember it, but I, I definitely remember it. Yeah, I can tell you it's from 1992. It looks like it's directed by a guy named Manny Koto. But mm-hmm. um, it's just basically about a doctor who goes around like he makes house calls, and it's like people that aren't even looking for a doctor. He just sort of breaks into their house Mm-hmm. And he finds like a like a medical way of killing them, like putting a, a syringe through their eyeball or something. He and the 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 name Doctor Giggles, I just thought was so cheesy because he's got this really like lame giggle that he does throughout the whole thing, and it really has nothing to do with the story. Mm-hmm. It's almost like you know, let's yeah, it'd be cool if we called it Doctor Giggles, but you just have to giggle every time you kill somebody. It has nothing to do with anything. Just giggle like once. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, actually, his that dude's face is like imprinted in my brain. Between that and um, Darkman, he does have a strange face, and I I I didn't know this until I watched uh, Doctor Giggles, and I, I was able to put two and two together. But he was in that episode of Tales from the Crypt. Um, I think it was one of the first episodes where he played the the deranged client. I'm sorry, the deranged Santa Claus that uh, breaks into the lady's house. He escapes really? from the from the mental institution on, on Christmas Eve, and he's he dresses mm-hmm. up as Santa. Yeah. All right. Yeah, that dude. I feel like he did a lot of creepy shit. He just has that kind of face, though. Really. Yeah. So. Okay. Doctor Giggles. I might have to watch Doctor Giggles and bring back some childhood memories. And I watched another uh, '70s flick that's called "Let's Scare Jessica to Death." <laughs> really. And yeah, man. And it's. You know, it, it has. It sounds like it's going to be like a cheesy movie, but mm-hmm. it, it's really, you know, kind of a cool movie, man. I would highly recommend watching it. It's it's basically a, about a lady that gets haunted by these voices in this house, and uh, she goes, she ends up going crazy. But it's it's all seventies vibed out. It's it's a it's a good watch. Okay, it's uh, it's uploaded in completion on YouTube. Let's scare Jessica to death. Full movie. That's one of the great things about the the shit that we're into is people just want to give it away for free because normally to the masses it's really no good, you know? It's no good. There's probably nobody even left who could make money off of it. Yes. So, yeah, it's up there. I will definitely watch that. Okay. Awesome. I, I found a whole playlist of just... Like it's called like awesomely craptastic or full free craptastic movies on YouTube. And it's like 50 long of just awful old horror movies. Are they like public domain? I don't know. I mean, they must be. I mean, some of these uh, titles 
uh, Space Invaders from 1990, Frostbiter, Legend of the Wendigo. Oh, Jesus. Uh, so, okay, this isn't all horror stuff. Striker, an Italian Rambo in Florida. <laughs> um, yeah. American Ninja, remember that movie? I vaguely do, yeah. Yeah, don't look in the basements up here. Yes, yes, and that's, it's... It's a really cheaply made movie too, but it's uh, mm-hmm. it, it was named a video nasty. It was like one of the top twenty video nasties. Really, there's one called Slash Dance. Oh, like Slash Dance. Oh, sure. Dance. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. I'll be watching that. Yeah. There's some amazing stuff. Superface, the Nutsoid, the Nutsoids at Cannibal Cove. Um. Do they have Fat Man Goes Nutsoid? Because I know that is a movie too. Is that? Yeah. Uh, I don't see it. I'm sure it's in one of those 50 if you look hard enough. I'm sure it's somewhere in there. And something I found out, dude, is the director of, um... God damn it, what's the... Guardians of the Galaxy? Uh Uh-huh. A director? He started out making trauma movies. Really? Yeah, he started out doing trauma stuff. Um, I forgot his name, but... Well, that's really cool. Yeah, I mean, they would probably just let anybody off the street come in and direct a movie, really, at the beginning mm-hmm. of their shit. Yeah, there's James James Gunn. But there is some freaky, weird stuff in that movie, so I believe it. I was just gonna... I was gonna harken back real quick to Nightmare on Elm Street because I had a, yeah. po- had a point to make, Ty, but I forgot what it was. Uh-uh. I was watching a documentary on... Um, Netflix it's on and it's called Never Sleep Again mm-hmm. and it is like an entire it's like four and a half hours long it is an, an entire encyclopedia of the Nightmare series and it's yeah. it has um, interviews from every even Wes Craven's interviewed and it is like a completely full documentary of the entire series oh wow but I brought that up for a reason and now I can't remember it that sucks Man, yeah. Well, you know, maybe I'll think of it, and then I'll and then I'll just cut you off whatever you're saying whenever you're in the middle of saying something cool, and then I'll just say it. Yeah. Then I'll, I'll It'll come back to you, and then I'll forget what I was talking about. That's how it works here on CSP. The cycle will continue. Um, Ty, I thought it would be kind of interesting also. Um, you know, there are a lot of movies out there that are apparently cursed, like just the production um, – so many things have been cursed about it. Whenever I say that, what's like one of the first movies that comes to your mind? Poltergeist yes. is the first one that comes to my mind. And that, so you, so you know the story behind? Uh, I know a little bit. I know several people from the movie have movies died. The the main girl, Caroline, she died, and then this, and then her sister, her older sister, was like murdered. In like the early '90s or something, or late '80s, by her boyfriend. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I don't, I don't know if there's anything else, but yeah, I remember that. Well, I, I took a couple notes because I was reading up on some of these cursed movies, and a lot of them are just complete bullshit. You know, like yeah. The Wizard of Oz. You know, that's all kind of been debunked, like the Munchkin yeah. killing himself, all that shit. So, I skipped over a lot of the ones that I thought were kind of dumb because. You know, you're reading it, and they're like, and this actor ended up dying mysteriously at the age of 89, which was weird, you know? It's like, whatever. But the notes I did take on Poltergeist was it was rumored that they used real skeletons for the famous pool scene. Really? And the claim for that was the foam latex used to make the skeletons did not look aged 
and they needed to bake them to make them have that sort of aged look. Fake bones melt in the oven, so scientifically donated skeletons were used since real bones held up against high heat. Oh, wow. I can believe that. That was a creepy-ass scene. Those skeletons look pretty real. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And you were you were definitely right about, um, I guess her name was Dom- Dominique Dune. That's, that's mm-hmm. the older girl. She was uh, strangled to death by her ex-boyfriend, which is crazy. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Carol Ann died tragically. She had an undiagnosed intestinal blockage that caused a septic shock and cardiac arrest. And it was after the third Poltergeist film was released, so she was, like, really young, man. She was super young, yeah. She was, like, 12 or something. Yeah, that is sad. Um, a couple other deaths that happened. The Native American that was in it, his name was Will Sampson. Mm-hmm. He is a real-life Native American shaman, and he actually tried to exercise alien spirits from the set on the second film. And he died soon after due to complications from a, ki- from a kidney transplant. Oh, wow. And another star of the second movie, Julian Beck, um, quickly succumbed to stomach cancer. And then ending the poltergeist tragedy, Oliver Robbins, who played the other Freeling sibling in the first film, he was almost, I repeat, almost, when it killed when a possessed clown malfunctioned on the set. Oh, whoa. So that's crazy, man. That is crazy. Yeah, I did hear a lot of crazy shit happen on those sets, too. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. A lot it's of my favorites, too. Is it? I See, I haven't watched that in so long. I love Poltergeist. I think it's a fantastic movie. Not just a good scary movie, but just in general, like, a really good movie. And that's a Spielberg flick, right? Um, it wasn't directed by him. It was produced by him. Um, like he was heavily involved, and I think he did, like, some filming for it and stuff, but it was... Who was it directed by... It was directed by Tobe Hooper. Oh, from uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah. Okay. Written by Steven Spielberg. Okay. Yeah, because it was it had elements of being like a scary movie, but it also had kind of just like that that magical aspect of a Spielberg movie. <laughs> it really did, right? Of the movies of the time that were going on, like it, that's I think that's why I love it so much, is because I love it had that same feeling as like. The Goonies or E.T. or, you know, that, that early 80s vibe to it. Well, if, if you're interested, I have um, two more movies that I thought were just kind of strange enough to bring up that, you know, yeah. maybe they are cursed in some way. The next one after researching that I found was Rosemary's Baby. Oh, okay. And I find it strange that mainly a lot of the movies that are cursed are horror movies to begin with. So that's kind of that's kind of funny, but that's true. I haven't heard any like stories about like Made in Manhattan or anything. Right, exactly. And okay. <laughs> also, a lot of times whenever something bad happens on a film, I've noticed that they try to make it seem as bad as possible. Like, um, there was one movie I forgot; it had Dean Cain in it. But one of the one of the curse things was that Dean Cain's career went downhill after the movie. <laughs> that was definitely super. That was definitely supernatural. Yeah. So, hey. I've I've shaken his hand before. I think we've talked about that. 
at the St. Louis, uh, the Comic-Con or whatever, me and Anne, our friend Anne went, and we were just walking around, and Dean Kane was standing there looking at his own figure, action figures. Oh, man. He wasn't just just wandering around trying to hide behind a desk like he was supposed to be there. He was actually <laughs> allowed to be there. Yeah, he's allowed to be there. He didn't sneak in. All right, right on, man. I only really remember Dean Kane from Ripley's Believe It or Not when he hosted that show for a while. That's right. He did do that. Yeah. Yeah, I don't I, I don't think I ever watched anything he was in. Maybe probably besides that, I just saw a shit ton of previews and promos for whatever he was in. Or I'd be watching like old episodes of Taxi or something and an ad for whatever his Superman show would come on. That's what it was. It was a, it was the Superman franchise that was apparently haunted and that was just another one that they tagged on is that Dean Cain's career went downhill after it. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's supernatural. <laughs> yeah, no, that's funny, though. Um, so just a brief synopsis for those who have not seen Rosemary's Baby. It's a great movie, but it's obviously a film by Roman Polanski. Um, it's the story of Rosemary and her wife moving into a new home, and her hubby is an, ex- is an aspiring actor who will sell his wife's womb to Satan in order to be successful. Um, a couple just notes that I took down that were kind of strange, not necessarily cursed, but just kind of bad things that happened was um, Mia Farrow was ser- served divorce papers from Frank Sinatra while on set. Really? Did, did you know she was married to Frank Sinatra? I actually just like read something about that like a couple of weeks ago. I did not know that before then, though. And also, I mean, this is more just um, Roman Polanski being a dick, but Pharaoh was a devout vegan, and she was forced to eat raw liver on camera. So that was... Yeah. But um, once the film wrapped, however, there seemed to be some evil still hanging around the cast and crew. Producer William Castle, who claimed the movie was cursed from the beginning, was plagued with terrible gallstones. <laughs> so that's never good, Ty. It's the gallstone ghoul. Um, the composer Christoph Kamita died of a brain clot the same way one of the characters dies in the movie. Uh-huh. And of uh-huh. course, uh, the most famous reason the film is thought to be cursed is from the famous Manson family murders. Mm-hmm. Uh, Polanski was married to Sharon Tate. She was hosting some friends at uh, the house in the Hollywood Hills. Polanski was in London at the time. It was the night of August 9th, 1969, which August 9th is my birthday. Ooh. Yeah. And uh, obviously, you know, Tate was murdered and the baby was killed and all that crazy stuff happened. They believe that happened because they bought that house from uh, this music producer, Terry Melcher. And he had kind of had bad blood with Charles Manson because he he did not want to make music like he didn't want to uh, collaborate with Manson on any music so they think that you know the Manson family was coming to that house to kill this music producer but he did not realize that he sold the house to Polanski and Tate oh wow so Hmm? and one more thing that just kind of ties it all together in a string of creepy coincidences tied to Rosemary's Baby, Manson was famously obsessed with the Beatles' White Album and went as far as to blame the record for his psychotic behavior. John Lennon was shot and killed by Mark David Chapman at the Dakota, the iconic Manhattan apartment building where Rosemary and Guy Woodhouse reside in in Rosemary's Baby. 
and the subject of the Beatles' White Album hit Dear Prudence was in fact Mia Farrow's younger sister, Prudence Farrow, who the band had met while on a spiritual retreat in India. Well, so, that's pretty cool. All comes full circle. Yeah, I never knew that, that their apartment was in the Dakota, but... No, I didn't know that either. Yeah, that's kind of crazy. Yeah, and I didn't know about Dear Prudence either. That's cool, man. Huh. And, and then to wrap this up, um, while we wrap up the first segment... There was a movie that was going to be called A-Tuck. It was A-T-U-K. Mm-hmm. All right? And it's, uh, it's, uh, it says it's one of the most plague productions in Hollywood history. I don't know. It, it's a film that's based on a 1963 novel by Mordecai, I guess his name is Rickler. It's a comedy that centers an, about an Inuit hunter in a big city and thoroughly mundane concept, if anything, whatever. So basically, mm-hmm. they wanted to get John Belushi to play the role of the, you know, the fish out of water, the Eskimo in the big city. It wasn't shortly long after he was attached to it, he died. Okay. Okay, so after that, they looked at Sam Kennison to fill the role. Because they're obviously looking for a heavy set kind of loud guy. Has to be. Kennison accepted the role in 88. After filming a small portion of the film, Kennison requested changes to the script. This led to lawsuits and delays in filming. Shortly before filming was set to resume, however, the actor was killed in a car crash. Oh, wow. Okay. So that being said, you go to John Belushi, you go to Sam Kennison. Mm-hmm. Who do you think the next guy is that they approach for this role? Would it be John Candy, maybe? Ty, the man who has recommended the script to both the previous victims, Michael O'Donohue, died in 1994. That's just another fact to throw at you. Just as the film was set to go into pre-production again with a new actor, this was John Candy. Yeah. Approached for the role in 94, he evidently died of a heart attack reading the script. (laughs) Which is a terrible joke, I'm sure. (laughs) (laughs) It doesn't end there. A few years later, the film was again being cast the latest victim was chris farley he idolized belushi and just like him died of a drug overdose at the age of 33 whoa yep and um farley's friend phil hartman who was being encouraged to take a co-starring role by farley himself died the next year oh holy cow so it's a cursed script bro i would say so that's probably why we have not seen that movie i want to say there was another movie that uh that that I read about, like, uh, that went from, like, Belushi to John Candy, maybe, to Chris Farley, which was one called Con- Confederacy of Dunces. Yeah, yeah, I read about that also, and it did say that it was very similar. I don't know if, I, you know, I'm not sure how how connected the, the two are together, but I did read about that one as well. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I guess if you're looking for a fat, funny guy, I mean, you, you know who you're going to go to. You know who you're going to go to. And you know the kinds of problems that all those guys all probably have, so... It's mm. terrible, man. Those were a lot of a lot of really good, funny guys. Yeah, that is sad, huh? Well, you know, life goes on, Ty. Yeah. Some spooky stuff going on out there. A lot of spooky shit going on in the old, uh, in the old Hollywood. Well, I think if you're up for it, we can take a, a spooky break here. Yeah. And uh, we can end this segment. And uh, let's come back and talk about some creepy pastas, man, because those, I don't know about you, but those really cut to the core of me. They freak me out, dude. They're made yeah. to freak me out. Let's go ahead and take a break and uh, 
we'll try to uh, survive this break and then come back for segment two on CSP. Just a farmhouse and looks pretty innocent from the road. But once you're inside, you'll see what really happens on a terror farm. Invasion of the Blood Farmers. Coming in the dead of night. Coming to plant the living and harvest the dead. Are you strong enough? More raw terror, more stomach-turning shock than you can take. Therefore, we warn you, don't eat before you see Invasion of the Blood Farmers, and you'll have nothing to lose. They plant the living and harvest the dead. Invasion of the Blood Farmers, released by NMD Films, in color, rated PG, parental guidance suggested. Ty, we're back for a very spooky segment two on this Halloween episode spooktacular. Spooky, very spooky. I think it's going to be even spookier than the last one. Man, the last one was pretty spooky, but I think you're right. I think we're gonna, I think we're gonna take the cake on this one. I top it for sure. Yeah. Well, during the break, we were just kind of talking about, you know, our our love and intrigue for abandoned places that were once you know full of life yeah Um, yeah i remember you sending me a link on facebook of like like huge places that were built for the olympic games dating all the way back to the 20s that were just Mm -hmm. empty now yeah that's what's really cool is and a lot of those places are which are weird with olympic stadiums and stuff is they're built and then never ever to be used again like those especially like huge stadiums and facilities and just never ever to be used again and just fall into complete disrepair yeah that that kind of stuff just amazes me man like i was i was telling you about a theme park in japan that was called dreamland that was obviously a ripoff of disneyland and um they had the Cinderella castle and everything was just like Disney. And apparently that caught up to them because of lawsuits. They had to close it down in 2006. Mm-hmm. And now it's just, it's still there. Like it's just not an operation. So people still sneak in and take pictures of it and you can find those online, but that's just the thought of an amusement park, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, imagine like, imagine how creepy like Disneyland would be to walk around in a night, a place that's still open and operational in the daytime. Yeah. And imagine, imagine Disneyland just decayed and 
falling down and crumbling at night. That'd be terrifying. That's some scary shit to think about, dude. Well, it reminds me of of our local Six Flags here in St. Louis. Um, mm-hmm. It has it has undergone a whole lot of changes, and there have been a lot of things that they have tore down and put up new shit. But there is one part of the park that is sort of right in the middle, and they kind of built like prop buildings up around it. But if you walk around it, you can see that there was a ride from whenever it was originally open in the 70s called the Powder Keg. Oh, yeah? And it's just basic, It's just like a stupid little kiddie ride that just spins around or whatever, but for some reason, they never tore this ride down. You can, you can barely see it. It's got, like, vines growing all over it and shit. <laughs> and that... I'm always just drawn... Like, I wish that they would just let me walk up and just look, you know, just kind of walk around in it, but they have it blocked off. But that's just crazy to me. Yeah, that is creepy. I wonder what that is. Like, if we, if it's that we see, if we see like something that was made by man, and that how it's being like it's decaying now, and it's it's being taken over by nature. I wonder if like we we just see shit like that, and we see death in it, like we see the natural world and how everything dies or something. It it has like this weird unsettling. It does this thing like it disturbs us in some in a really deep way. I don't know what that is. It must be our fear of death or something. Or yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I've never really thought about it because mainly all these things, you know, are are built, and we just feel so safe. Like you know, it's a it's a safe thing, and this is life, and you know, everything's happy. But whenever people aren't around to take care of things, it just sort of dies, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's not not something we're used to seeing. Yeah, not only that, but it decays, and it eventually it's just completely forgotten about and taken over. And nobody will ever know anything was even there. Yeah, never again, Ty. It's it's like the like the Six Flags in New Orleans too, and I don't know why they haven't tore that down either. Yeah, right. That leads us into uh, some of the creepy pastas that we're gonna talk about, and I don't really have a lot of notes here. I'm just gonna kind of go off on some of the ones I know of. But whenever I think of, you know, truly terrifying things. Yeah. Creepypastas really come to my mind because there have been some that have scared the shit out of me. There have been. Like, I actually don't read them that much. And sometimes for that reason, I'm just like, dude, I don't think I can handle them today. And I I didn't even, like, first find out about them through the Creepypasta website. I would, like, watch YouTube videos where they counted down the top ten, and those are fucking scary because they're adding images and visuals. And the reason that, that I was thinking about that was there was one that was called Abandoned by Disney, and it's one of the ones that's kind of, it's a dumber one, you know? It's one of the ones that you can definitely see through. But it was like um, Disney purchased some park off of like some island, and I, I forgot where it was. Like you know, we'll just say like Guam or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But apparently, it did not do very well, and they had to close the doors on it. So it's like one of those parks that just kind of mm-hmm. got left behind, and someone was touring it. You know, and that that's just creepy enough. They don't have to come up with like the the really monster. You know fucking ghost part of it but apparently like some guy walked in and he saw a statue of Mickey Mouse and then he turned around and then like Mickey Mouse's head was off and it was spewing like yellow liquid or, sh- or some shit so that that turned me off immediately because I was really into this into this fucking abandoned Disney park and mm-hmm. then I don't 
Now we got Headless Mickey spewing pea soup or something. Yeah, Headless Mickey, and then he turns around and like there's spray painted on the wall like God is dead or some, just something <laughs> stupid like that. Any creepypastas that come to your mind that you can think of that really kind of had an effect on you maybe? Let me see. I'm trying to think of like some kind of creepypasta slash urban legend type stuff that I've heard about. One was, um, I think it, probably everyone's kind of heard the general story. But this one apparently is rooted in truth, um, and it was in Japan. And there was uh, there was a man who lived in his lived in a house and um, lived by himself. And he started to notice like uh, things being out of place or things missing or things not being where he left them. And he would hear things in the night and he would wake up and try to find it, but there was nothing there. And he would hear like doors opening and closing, but he would get up and everything would be locked and there'd be like, obviously nobody came in, um, no signs of anybody entering. And he just kept hearing things and things going missing. And finally he sets up a, a camera, like a, like a hidden camera in his house and um he watches it back one day and he sees he sees a woman like crawling out of a cupboard and like walking around his house and then and then like going back in the cupboard and so he he goes to the police and tells them um what he saw and shows them the video and he assumes like it was a robber and that she had gone to she'd been stealing she'd been a thief and that she was probably gone but when the cops got there there was no sign of any doors being open nothing was left open um it was like obvious that nothing no, no locks had been broken or anything so they were like okay we think she's still in here and so they find this woman living in his cupboard she'd been living there for a year living like eating his food like showering doing everything for an entire year and living in this like in this cabinet basically so for an entire year, this dude was living with this woman that he didn't even know was in the same house. Well, was she like, um, like super, like, like creepily skinny or? I don't think so. I think she was just a homeless lady. That's insane. Like, why not ask the guy maybe before, before you, you break in and then you do that, maybe ask him if you could stay there. And then if he says no, then you sneak in and hide in the cabinet. Then sneak in, right? Yeah. It's pretty, uh, yeah, it's pretty extreme. It's an extreme move to pull. It's bold though. You gotta give it that. Oh man, very bold. I don't think I'd make it as a homeless person because I'm not I'm not bold enough in some of those situations. I'm definitely not bold enough. No. Just the ones that have had the biggest effect on me are, are the ones that have been talked about a million times. But hey man, maybe and maybe there's somebody listening to this that doesn't even know what a creepypasta is, you know. Yeah. Sure. We both had to learn about them at one one time, so Definitely, yeah. Um I guess just the basic idea is it's sort of like horror fiction that goes on the internet, but you know, mm-hmm. a lot. Some of it is some of it is kind of dealt with in a in a realistic way, like it comes from a true story. But I feel like that's the that's the case for a lot of them as they try to make it seem as real as possible. Yeah, they do. The definitely definite goal of creepypasta is to disturb you yeah. as deeply as possible. One of the ones I remember is, I'm sure you've seen it too, is the Moriana Mordegard Glesgorv. Mm, I don't know if I've seen that one. Yeah, it's uh, it was a YouTube video of like this little Mexican man that sort of looks like Pedro from Napoleon Dynamite. Okay. And it's a it's a really like eerie picture. Like the entire background is red, and it just looks like a hellish background. And then in the corner, there's just this man with like a little pencil thin mustache and he's just staring at you but the video is going you know so 
his head kind of moves every once in a while. And then the video is like a minute long. Mm-hmm. And then as it gets towards the end, his face kind of starts to turn into like a devilish grin. And apparently the um, the story behind that is there was a full like two and a half minute video that was first released on YouTube. And it only had, it got 130 views and one of the people worked for YouTube. And mm-hmm. they sat through the entire two and a half minutes. And by the end, you know, people went insane. There were suicides, you know, that kind of stuff. So right. after that, really? YouTube, they cut it down to like a minute or whatever the video is now. And they tried to make it seem like there was never an extended version of it because, you know, they didn't want to get hit with any, you know, responsibilities of deaths. Holy cow, that's terrifying that kind of shit freaks me out just like just like a creepy person just staring at you yes i know and the video i mean you can find it like i said yeah i'm actually watching it right now yes and i can't sit through the whole thing because it is fucking scary and even if even if they take away the part you know the the last minute and a half that they made up i'm sure but Mm-hmm. Just whatever they left on it, it's still a terrifying video because you just kind of get lost in it. And I don't know, man. It's the same way where, like, if there's a picture of someone and you just stare at the picture for a really long time, you start to mm-hmm. see things happen. You do, right? You're like, are they looking at me? Is he? Is, did he just blink? Yeah. So. Yeah. So that's what I love though about life. <laughs> is somebody made this video. I know. Somebody fucking made this video. It's great. Ah oh, shit! But there, there are so many uh, good creepy pastas out there. Like the one, um, it's called username six six six. It's another mm-hmm. YouTube one. I'm sure you heard of that. I've heard of that one, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like if you type you if you type six 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 in YouTube um, or YouTube.com backslash user six six six, nothing will happen. Then you hit refresh like you know seventy five times, and then the background mm-hmm. will slowly start turning red, and then hellish, and then. A video will pop up, and then if you click the video, of course you'll get a crazy virus on your computer, and then it'll die. Your computer—it's a curse against your computer. Yeah. Evil. See, so yeah, I was yeah, I was reading about some um, scary but true type type uh, type of urban legends. Another one I read was about was about a Russian woman who uh, who she had a heart attack. This one is a true story. I forgot her name is like Fagiala or something like that. Um, she had a heart attack, and when they got her to the hospital, the doctors doctors uh, declared her dead, and so her family decided to have like a really quick funeral. So like the next day, they they were in the in the chapel and they were having the ceremony, and she um, she woke up right in the middle of it and like burst out of her coffin, and then when she realized that she was at her own funeral, she had a heart attack and died. No way. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. This one sure is a true story. They had a picture of her and everything. Um, but, yeah, just woke up and was so shocked to be at her own funeral that she had another heart attack. I would be pretty shocked, too, man. Yeah. It'd be a shocker. <laughs> did, did, did you say, did it give, like, a date or, like, a year when that was supposed to take place? Uh, I think it was, like, the 70s or something. Because I was going to say, like... They didn't go through any embalming phase or anything, anything like that? No, they didn't. Yeah, yeah I guess they must not have. 
Well, so, you know, in the 70s, you know, it's sometimes it's kind of like, fuck that, we don't need to do that. Yeah, and it's freaking Russia, dude. Yeah. So they were probably just like, and put her in the ground. That is yeah, terrifying, dude, the thought of possibly being buried alive. It is. That was a real thing that happened, too, man. It was, it was like, I don't think it was extremely common, but it was like such a real fear that they would, they would like install when they, when they were burying you in like the 18, 17, 1800s, they would install like a pipe that led directly down into your coffin so that if you were buried alive, like somebody might be able to hear you, you'd be able to scream and people would be able to hear it and see which coffin it was coming from. No way. Yeah. Or, like, there's, there were doctors who, when they would die, they knew how common it was. So they would be like, when I die, it would be in their will or something. Like, when I die, open up my veins and make sure I'm actually dead. Yeah. Yeah, no, it seems like they were going a long way just to make sure that, you know, if, if you're still alive, you can find a way out. Why not just make 100% sure that the person's dead before you bury them? <laughs> yeah, let's go ahead and do that. I know, like, way back when when, like, sailors would bury you, um, or military would bury you when they were stitching up your cloth. They would uh, do the last stitcher through your nose, like it would. So this, like, they would put a put you in a cloth and then stitch it up, um, and they would put the the pin, the needle through your nose just to make sure. Because hopefully, if it was sharp and painful, then you would wake up. And so yeah, I guess that was a real fear back then. I'm so happy that that happens every 15 minutes, man. Yeah. It doesn't have to wait like a half hour. Yeah, it's really adding to the atmosphere, I think, right? Oh. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, we love it here on the Halloween episode. Um, and I'm sure that you have heard of the Russian sleep experiment. Oh, yeah. That one. Um, I'm trying to look up the quote... That I mean, because the story was basically that they had like four four guys and they they mm-hmm. fed them this gas that kept them awake. Yeah. And um, after I forgot how many days it was after a numerous days of being in this chamber, they tried to give them oxygen. They didn't want oxygen. They wanted the gas back. And then they started like ripping off their flesh and pulling out you know body parts, all kinds of weird shit. And one of the officers came in and shot one of them immediately because they were just being like animals. But the one, he spoke to one and he's like, who are you? Like he asked him like, like that question. And I'm trying, he had like a whole speech that he gave. Yeah. I forgot what it was. I know like they, they were trying to give him sedatives or something for sleep and they just didn't want to go to sleep. I found it. Here are the last, here are the last couple lines. So basically the officer pointed his gun at the last remaining subject, still restrained to a bed, as the remaining members of the, med- of the medical and research team fled the room. I won't be locked in here with these things. Not with you, he screamed at the, at the man strapped to the table. What are you, he demanded. I must know. The subject smiled. Have you forgotten so easily, the subject asked. We are you. We are the madness that lurks within you all, begging to be free at every moment in your deepest animal mind. We are what you hide from in your beds every night. We are what you sedate into silence and paralysis when you go into a nocturnal haven where we cannot tread. The researcher paused, then aimed at the subject's heart and fired. The uh, the man flatlined, and the subject weakly choked out so nearly 
free. Ooh. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, so that's that's uh that's one of the better creepy pastas. You can tell the ending was thrown in there for for effect, but you know, it pays off, man. It does. It's a good it's a good ending. I'll take it, true or not. But yeah, I guess we should shout out if you just go to uh creepypasta.wiki.com, you know, or just Google creepypasta. Yeah. Yeah, there's so many. It's an insane amount of stories. Yeah, and it's on those websites. Yeah, man, it's a, it's like it's a wiki deal, so you can just upload your own if you want to. Just come up with a yeah. story. Yeah, and what's cool is people film them then too. People uh, people make them into YouTube videos, and those are like even creepier than the actual stories a lot of the time because you get the visuals with it. Or you could be as lucky as you know our our good friend Lance Mannion and try to write one. And then they they posted his story on the Crappy Pasta form, which is a true that's a true story. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty awesome. He told me he wrote a Crappy Pasta and he didn't seem too uh, upset about it. So no, I'd be pretty proud of that. I guess yeah. Did we ever talk? Uh, I think like last year they had um, Reddit. Somebody put a thread on Reddit that was asking for like the scariest two sentence story that you could possibly make and they had some pretty good ones in there yeah what do you got I haven't heard any of these okay one that was creepy was I I begin tucking him into bed and he tells me daddy check for monsters under my bed I look underneath for his amusement and see him another him under the bed staring back at me and quivering and whispering daddy there's somebody on my bed Oh shit! Wow, it's like a it's like a parallel universe. There's some pretty good ones here. Um, the last thing I saw was my alarm clock flashing 12:07 before she pushed her long rotting nails through my chest, her other hands muffling my screams. I sat bolt I sat bolt upright, relieved it was only a dream. But as I saw my alarm clock, clock read 12:06, I heard my closet door creak open. Yeah, that sounds like something that Kenny would post on Twitter. <laughs> it really does, man. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. Jeez. Um, let's see. A girl heard her mom yell her name from downstairs, so she got up and started to head down. As she got to the stairs, her mom pulled her into the room and said, "I heard that too." There was one that uh, there was one that I read that was called um, I forgot. It was something about a phone, but it was. Um, a guy re- like a, two uh, two teenagers were making out, and a guy received a phone call or a text message that said, "What are you doing with my daughter? Get your hands off her!" And he's like, "Oh shit, your dad just texted me and told me to you know not be kissing." And she's like, "My dad's dead." <laughs> and then and then I think it was just called "Who is phone." Who is phone? Yeah, so I don't know. I don't know where it was going, but you know the I guess the the backstory was a little creepy, but. Super protective dads from the from the grave. Yeah, but like I said, these all these all sound like tweets that I could see Kenny posting out, dude. He yeah. he posted one the other day, and I'm trying to look it up because he has like the craziest shit that he posts. But some of it is just like insanely brilliant. Yeah, he's pretty fantastic with the old uh, the old tweets and the old Facebook statuses. Okay, so this one, um, and by the way, you can find him at many killer at many underscore killer. Um, what if jihadists are really just terminally ill people who are afraid to die alone? <laughs> oh wow! Oh, that one's just sad, and wow, yeah. that's a good one. 
Yeah, no, he's he's got he's just like he's got so many awesome. He could just like write a book of these stupid little sayings because he has this other one that I had to retweet too, and it's. Sometimes I just want to wake up and make all the same mistakes that got me here, only then they wouldn't be mistakes, more like on purposes. <laughs> Tight. Um, yeah, he's a unique mind. He is a unique mind. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, man, he's a great guy. Uh, there's there's one more creepy pasta that, I mean, there are several that you can find, you know. Yeah. Like the, like, fucking suicidemouse.avi, you've probably seen that one. Like, all the... <laughs> All the lost episodes, like Squidward's suicide and yeah, fucking creepy, yeah. Bart Simpson's death and just all these weird mm-hmm. whatever. So I encourage you to check them out, but be be prepared to be freaked out. But there is one that I was actually reading before we uh, started this podcast, and I'd never really checked it out before because it does look pretty daunting. The video on YouTube is like an hour long. Mm-hmm. And there are just several, several fucking pages to read online because it seems that the original poster keeps giving you updates and updates and you know, so it's pretty right. it's pretty cool. So I'm I'm just gonna read it for just a little bit here just to kinda tickle your ass with a feather and then encourage you to maybe go check out the whole deal on your own. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. But uh the creepypasta is just entitled nineteen ninety nine. Okay. And apparently, um, this kid was in kindergarten at the time, and just the thought of of that year brings shivers down his spine. Um, and just to paraphrase the paraphrase the first couple paragraphs here, um, you know, basically he was a huge Pokemon kid, so he would try to watch Pokemon in the afternoons, but his dad would be watching, you know, like the news or some boring adult show that was going on. Mm-hmm. So he wasn't able to watch Pokemon until that was over. So. His dad gave him a small black and white TV TV with rabbit ears that he could catch maybe like the last couple minutes or whatever. He was scrolling through the channels and he came across a channel. Let me see. It said it had 20 channels available on the TV, not including the channel that Pokemon was on. Okay, so that is a pivotal fact. He could not watch Pokemon on this TV. Mm-hmm. I recall I didn't care, though. I was just thrilled I had my own TV in my room. After surfing through channels, I came into conclusion that only Channel 2 was worth watching, so I watched it for a while. It wasn't for another few months until I discovered Channel 21. One day in April, I was flipping through channels trying to see if Pokemon was on. This kid was relentless with Pokemon. <laughs> I pressed Channel 21 into to the remote, hoping there were more channels, and to my delight, there was. My dad was surprised, too, but he let me watch it because it seemed like it had kids' programs on. The channel was called Kaledon Local 21, which was the name of the city in Canada where he was from. Okay. And later I found out it was indeed broadcasted from the town of Kaledon, Ontario. The shows I saw on Kaledon Local 21 looked poorly made. I never understood what was going on in them half the time. However, as I grew up, every time I thought of the channel, I realized more and more how messed up the shows were, and I asked myself, what the fuck was I watching? The following is a list of shows and episodes I remember seeing on Local 21, and I remember such detail even disturbs me. But I guess things like this just stand out in your mind for a while. There were only three shows I could find on the channel, probably because the channel was only operational between 4 p.m. and 9 p.m. So then he goes on to just put um, dates where he first found all this stuff. So April 1999, there was a show called Booby. 
And this was his first introduction to Booby. It was Booby Episode 6. The title was Together. I recall Booby was a show where the characters were simply live-action hands. No puppets or anything, just hands. The, the show featured a hand named Booby who found himself in a new situation every episode. The show was only five minutes long and looked like it was shot in front of a damp, decaying wall with the hands always on the table with a red tablecloth. Very low budget. This was the first episode I watched. The episode began with Booby trying to get ketchup out of a bottle. It actually showed him beating himself against the bottom of the bottle for a good three minutes. <laughs> Finally, another hang hand came up and looked at Booby. Together, the hand said, and it began beating the bottle as well. So that's pretty much the, the episode. And then... He's yeah, the, the creepier episode was in, or the creepier show was entitled Mr. Bear's Cellar. This was the name of the show. And the show featured a guy wearing a bear mascot costume who would get a new visitor into his cellar every day. And it was always a kid. The show was filmed with a camcorder and not a very good one either. The police asked me a lot of questions about this show. <laughs> yeah. This episode started with Mr. Bear sitting at a table playing checkers by himself. I didn't recognize it at first, but the table was the same one from Booby, Ty. The same table. The same table. Clue. Yes. He sat there playing for a bit until there was a knock on the door. Blah, blah, blah. A new child came in. Young boy about my age. Anyways, it starts getting weirder and weirder. We skip ahead to July 1999 when uh, it's still going on. Mr. Bear's Cellar, episode 23. This episode is entertaining for my friend and I, mainly because it had swearing. However, now when I think of this episode, I realize something was definitely wrong when it was filmed. The episode started with the camera on its side while it was facing Mr. Bear, who was walking upstairs to the cellar door. The camera then blacked out for about a second before fading in. Back upright and facing Mr. Bear, there was another kid talking to him, but the kid looked about 11 or 12. He was talking to Mr. Bear for a while, but I couldn't hear well, again the crappy camcorder, until the kid started raising his voice. The kid was saying how it was late and his sister had to go home. You could also hear more voices in the background, and I remember Mr. Bear clearly saying, get the fuck out, you're not invited, with a deep voice muffled by the bear mask. I remember my friend and I looking at each other and laughing at the mention of the forbidden F-word, but the episode got weirder. The kid began climbing the stairs before turning around and saying how he was going to call the police. Mr. Bear breaking into a run towards the kid who started screaming and running as well. The camera then cut out, and that was the end of the episode. Whoa. So, um, very few shows on this channel, and it mm -hmm. only ran for a couple hours. Local cable whatever channel um public access and the kid also goes on to say that one episode was um mr bear facing the camera saying hey if any of you kids would like to visit my cellar i i encourage you to write me a letter to this address and for the last 15 minutes of the show it just had his address on the fucking tv wow so the kid says that he wrote Mr. Bear a letter, you know, because he was he wanted to find out more, I guess. Mm -hmm. So he said it took about a week to get a response, and the response was, Dear Elliot, thank you ever so much for your letter. I would love to have you in my cellar. We play games, watch movies, go fire camping in the middle of the woods, 
And yes, Booby does live in my cellar. He is a good friend of mine. Come to my house at the police cut out this address in Keldon, Ontario, Canada. I look very forward to meeting you and having fun. Love, Mr. Bear. So it wasn't long after that that the police found out what was going on. And apparently this guy was murdering kids and burning them in these campfires. Holy cow. But the story goes on and on and on, and there are several updates from this person as he keeps finding more and more. So there's a there's a huge part of the story that's missing, but yeah, I feel I'm like looking at the page, it's massive. Yeah, it's very massive, and I feel like it's definitely worth reading because the channel keeps getting creepier and creepier. It's an entertaining, spooky Halloween read at the very least. Mm-hmm. Cool. I'll have to read that tonight when I'm tucked up on bed under the covers right. with my with my bedroom door locked. We can only hope that this one is just a fictional story, which it sort of seems like. But uh, let's let's just hope that you know this kind of thing yeah. didn't happen. Yeah, let's hope. So with that in mind, Ty, this uh, brings an end to ep- uh, to segment two. Oh yeah. Yeah, let's let's take a quick break. We'll regroup after that chilling story and then we'll have to recoup. Oh. I have to turn all the lights on the house in the house on. Oh dude, you've been sitting there in the dark? I have been. It's Ty. pitch black over here. I've been it's one of those I'm too scared to get up and go turn the light on. Wow. But I'm also terrified of the dark. That's oh man, you're in a catch twenty two then, dude, because... I've never been so scared in a dark where I was like, I can't even reach around to find a light. You're mm-hmm. in a, you're in a bad way, dude. I'm in a bad place right now, but I'm gonna try to navigate my way. Maybe I'll use the light of my laptop, or I'll use. Oh, I know what I'll do. I have an an old and really old camera, and it has a flash on it. And I'm just gonna I'm gonna illuminate my way with the flash every every couple of seconds. I'll hit the flash, and then I'll move forward a few feet and hit the flash again. Okay. That works out. Yeah, that sounds like a good idea to get to the light switch without anything terrifying happening to you along the way. Yeah, I think so. I think it'll work. All right. Well, it sounds like you need a break more than anyone, man. So <laughs> <laughs> let's let's do that. And man, I hope you're still around for segment three, dude. You're kind of scaring me now. I know. Who knows, dude? This is a cliffhanger. Right. Is what it is. So hopefully we will be back after this creepy break on CSP. Robert Block, author of 
Psycho. See Asylum. You have nothing to lose but your mind. Asylum. From Cinerama Releasing. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Terror from under the house. It is in the basement of your home. You can hear it, and soon you will see it. Terror from under the house. Warning. Free. Free with every ticket. You must accept free screaming teeth of terror as a warning that terror from under the house might just scare you to death. Hemisphere Pictures presents Terror from under the house. You may never go in the basement again. All right, Ty. Well, I'm happy to announce that we are both back here safe and sound, at least for this segment. And uh, let's just hope that nothing too terrifying happens until we get to the end of the show. I know. That's all we have to do is make it to the end of this show. And I think we're home free. But I don't know, man. Got some creepy shit lined up for this segment. I know, man. I'm almost not even looking forward to it because I feel like like my like my six-year-old self, like I really want to be scared. But then whenever I am scared, like, I feel like, oh, no, I've gone too far. Like, I've seen too much, you know. It's gone too far, and you're going to regret it with every part of you until you fall asleep. And not to mention, if you remember from the last episode, I do have a seven-foot-tall Jason Voorhees staring at me as we're doing That's this. It's it's really, I'm, I'm Halloweened out over here, brother. You are, dude. You're asking for trouble with that statue, homie. He's going to wake up one day and he's going to be on the other side of the room or something. Oh, my God. You know what? We went and saw Annabelle. And that's what I that's, yeah. that's what I told the girlfriend, man. I was like, because it was the night that we that I brought this Jason Voorhees home. Yeah. And we saw Annabelle and I was like, oh, my God. What if he's like facing the wall whenever we get home? That's my nightmare. That's absolutely my nightmare. And if my girlfriend was smart, she would just come up and do that and then just deny it because I wouldn't believe that she would go that far to do that. Because <laughs> I think that she's scared to touch it, you know? If she did that, I would flip my shit, man. Yeah, for sure. Ugh. Hey, um, have you been have you been indulging in any Halloween candy? Does, do, uh, do Germans have any worthwhile candy over there for Halloween? Uh, they don't really have anything special over here as far as candy, no. Um, they still have Kinder eggs, which are were like banned in the states. It's like chocolate eggs with the with the uh, like toys in the middle or whatever. I mean, they have a lot of they have a lot of badass chocolate over here. That's for sure. Oh, I remember. Um, sort of like the like the Wonder Ball. I think it was called whenever we were kids. It yeah, was like a hol- kinda, yeah, it's kind of like the Wonder Ball. But then, of course, they have so much good chocolate over here. Like, I'm never gonna be able to eat. Like, it sounds really stupid. You wouldn't think there'd be a difference. But I don't, like, I don't know if I'll ever be able to just buy it, like, a Hershey bar ever again. Yeah. Even now, like, if I go into a store and I'm like, I want some chocolate, and I'm like, Hershey or this awesome shit that was made, like, 100 miles away. Can you get, like, a Butterfinger, though, too? Do they have that, just like in Germany? Yeah, they have, uh, I don't know about Butterfinger. I don't know if I've noticed. They have the, the, uh... They got the main stuff. They don't have the deep cuts over here, but they got like they got the Twix and the Snickers and and the Three Musketeers and that kind of stuff. I don't think they're gonna go as I don't know if they'll go as deep as the as the Butterfinger or the Crunch Bar. 
We're not so good that deep. Definitely not a place you would look for a Fifth Avenue bar or something like that. Nah. No, I don't think so. Dude, I've been reading, um, apparently, like, today, just today, I just happened to stumble on an article, and this is out of France, and apparently, I don't know what's going on if these, if people, if some, like, call was put out on social media or something on Facebook, but they're having a trouble, they're having a problem right now with, um, with people dressing up like clowns and threatening and even, like, assaulting other people sometimes. Wow. Like, it's a it's like a wave going across the south of France right now. Yeah, that sounds like a huge problem. <laughs> it's a bit of a problem. Holy <laughs> shit. So it's sort of like the like the UK story, except these are like violent clowns. Yeah, they are. It sounds like only a couple have been violent, and the rest of them... It sounds like they arrested some that were had like fake baseball bats and fake, fake weapons and stuff. But there was one dude who actually did attack another guy with a... With a crowbar? With an iron bar? Okay, so there was some video published on YouTube showing the prank, and so I think it's just a prank that people are um, are kind of getting, trying to get in on or something. But, yeah, they're just, like, roving around the s- southern France, just freaking people out, basically threatening them. Man, I didn't know there were juggalos in France. That's crazy. <laughs> France loves icicles. <laughs> that was the first thing I thought of whenever you talk about clowns, like <laughs> roughing people up. I automatically think of juggalos. It's just, that's probably what it is. It's probably just the juggalos. What do they call their gatherings? The gathering? Is that what it is? The gathering of the juggalos. Yeah, they're just gatherings nearby. And yeah. some dudes just, just tripping balls on mushrooms. Just happens to stumble out. <laughs> I I have to bring I have to bring this up. I, um, like a few weeks ago, I was listening to Howard Stern, and he apparently just learned of the Juggalos, and they were playing clips of like people in the parking lot being interviewed or whatever. And all they had really had to say was, you know, like they're all pissed off, but they don't know why they're pissed off. They just don't give a fuck. You know, that's just all it is. <laughs> yeah. And. You know, they're talking about, you know, how they just want to beat people's asses. They don't give a fuck, whatever. And Howard's like, why aren't we sending, like, fuck sending out troops. Why aren't we sending, like, juggalos, you know, to take care of ISIS? Like, what would be creepier (laughs) than, like, men coming at you in clown costumes? Like, even ISIS would be like, holy shit, man. They'd be like, to fuck, dude. I'm not into this at all. There's a pretty amazing, um documentary on it's it's on vimeo i think i'm sure it's on youtube but it's called american juggalo it's just like 23 24 minutes um and it's just this dude went into a gathering and just interviewed juggalos and stuff it's actually like really a beautiful kind of movie like beautifully shot and then it makes you almost like the juggalos you're just like oh they're just these fucked up people who have a community that they can be fucked up in yeah, man. I mean, I've I've never understood the culture. I've never understood the ICP music. But in a way, you know, it's it's kind of you can kind of get sort of jealous of them because they're all like it's a brotherhood, man, and they're they're all like you know together. It's it's crazy. Yeah, it's it's a complete brotherhood. So yeah, made me feel a little sympathetic towards them. Well, um, I guess I also had had sort of a. It's sort of an urban legend around the St. Louis area and even more so um, the southern Illinois area where I grew up. And if you look online, you know, you can read all about this. And I think it is also one of the top ten, you know, scary urban legends in St. Louis. But mm-hmm. 
It's called The Seven Gates of Hell, and it is in the back roads of Collinsville, Illinois. And basically all it is, and you can look up pictures of all seven of these, and they're really creepy looking. They are um, just basically railroad bridges that were built, and then they just stopped using them. I'm not. They, there are several stories as to why they're haunted. Some of them say that um, you know it was used by the Ku Klux Klan to hang people, and then mm-hmm. others say that you know satanic rituals and animal mutilation, all kinds of shit. But either way, it's it's on like a desolate part of town, and just it, in general, it's just creepy. It's got creepy vibes to it. But um, I got a little article that I pulled up here. It says, and this this story sounds a little far fetched too to me because it, it it throws in a different aspect. But um, the legend's origins change depending on who you ask, and as information is scarce in printed form, most information has been gathered by word of mouth. One of the commonly repeated legends of the Hellgate origin is when the bridges were constructed, a man by the name of Harold B visited the, each construction site shortly after construction began. The few people who talked to the man clad all in black and dressed like an undertaker say his voice had a certain chilling effect and he spoke in a dialect unfamiliar to them. Most conversations involve questions about people working on the bridges. One version of the tale dictates that while inspecting the bridge, a worker asked him what he did for a living, to which he replied with a smile, I make toys. It's said that he disappeared and was never heard or thought of again until later when stories that something wasn't quite right with the gates he had visited started cropping up. <laughs> we'll just let that linger for a second. Oh, uh, yeah, it's heralding the gates of hell. But, um, yeah, so, I mean, it's it's just an urban legend. It's it, I think it's just... I think it's just a place that looks creepy. They say that if you do, I don't know how you're supposed to do all this at midnight, but if you do, like, if you go through the first gate and then you do it, like, right at midnight, apparently you get through the seventh gate and it, it like, opens up hell or something. Or Someone called it the world behind the mirror. And the I thought, world behind the mirror. Ooh, yeah. okay. So I thought that was kind of cool. But I like that. Yeah, St. Louis has some pretty cool spooky shit going on, man. Got old Lent Mansion. We got uh, we got Zombie Road. I have heard of Zombie Road, but I don't know much about it. Do you know sort of the basics? Not, not really. I know it was. It's a road, and apparently, like down it, there are um, zombies. There are like there's zombies. There <laughs> you go. No, there's like altars or something where you, where you, like uh, for like witchcraft and stuff. And I'm pretty sure that at least is true that uh, that you can find like altars and weird shit where people are doing some kind of w- rituals. Um, let me see. So it used to be a marble company with limestone deposits nearby, and there was a sidetrack um, to I guess to I guess transport a lot of the marble and the and the poles. And it's a really narrow road, so, like, if, if you were driving um, and another car was coming at you, you would have to, like, stop and try to find a spot to pull off the road. Nice. And, um, so, in the 50s, it, it uh, gained a reputation as a local hangout for area teenagers to drink and have party, and um, it was kind of like a lover's lane. And this is this is uh, close by, actually, in Wildwood, Um Man, if it's in Wildwood, yeah, that's not too far away from Studio E over here. I'm going to have to go check that out. I know, yeah. I've kind of always meant to. Um, 
there's some actually really creepy places out there. Like I used to drive, like when I just used to be bored and I did, like I'd first got my license, I used to just drive, um, I'd drive like way down Manchester towards Ellisville and then I would cut down south, like from Manchester Road and you'd get into all these back roads, um, all these back roads and winding roads that would take you almost like, almost to like the Six Flags that's out there. And there's this, there's this one road that you go on where there's like in a couple places, there's barns or like old houses that are right up on the road. Like if you lowered your window, you could reach out and touch them. Holy but they're, shit. They're like abandoned, desolate, like fucking really creepy. And, and you're like, and the woods are like growing up over the road. And so you're driving and you have your headlights on and bats are swooping in and out overhead. Um, and there was one time, this, it was actually during the day that I drove. Um, that that this happened, but I was driving, and I'd always heard that like there's like meth dealers and stuff down there because you're getting into like the backwoods out there. And I'd also heard that there was like oh there were like weird little like villages or weird little towns that were like had their own like corner store. Like all of a sudden you're in this weird little town that's like one road that's lined by buildings and and houses. And I was driving and. Like, you pass this bend, and there's this white house on the corner, and I go, and and I keep going, and then all of a sudden, I am in, like, one of those weird little towns, um, where it's almost like you're in, like, the 50s in some podunk, like, lined street that's just lined with, like, little weird businesses and hardware shops. Like, um, like a shoe repair shop or something? Yeah, I felt like I was transported to, like, the 50s, and there was, like, a few old men sitting on, on like, chairs, like, rocking chairs, like out in front and stuff and I was just like I got a really weird vibe from the place um not spooky but I was like I feel like this is a place that would hang a black person like that that was my vibe I was like I feel like I should turn around because I feel like they wouldn't be too adverse to doing something to me so I turn back around and I'm driving and when I get to back to that house that's kind of on a on a bend there's a dude like standing out front And he, like, watches me drive by. And I had, like, the weirdest feeling that he was, like, watching me for me. Like, he was, like, standing there waiting for me to drive by. Because he just watched me drive by and then watched me into the distance. And I was just like, okay. Was it almost sort of like he was watching to, like, see what you were up to? Like, where you were going? or? Yeah, I think so. I think it was was something like he saw me pass by and then, I don't know, he was waiting for me to come back or something. Because I'm sure he obviously knew that I wasn't from around there you're not from around these parts are you yeah for real yeah if you're looking for something to do do that go drive down um you know where that uh quick trip is way down manchester like you right when you right when you get almost out of manchester and it's i think it's past past uh the home depot there's like there's a there's the home depot way down manchester Uh but there's a quick trip on the left and if you take a left before that quick trip and you go down that road a couple of miles, There's you'll have like subdivisions on your left and where those subdivisions end, there's another road that goes left. Take that left and then um, just like drive off into the woods and there's some creepy shit back there. I might have to take a little creepy trip out there like maybe Halloween night or something because I still don't have any plans for Halloween. But I've, yeah. always, I've, I've always found that weird about St. Louis. It's like... St. Louis is like that. Like one one minute you're in like like a decently populated area, and then the next minute like you're out in the middle of nowhere. 
You know, and it's like it's like farm yeah. country all of a sudden. It really is, man. I think uh, St. Louis is a weird urban, this urban, like, I don't know, oasis in the middle of just nothingness of country. Well, Ty, I don't know about you, but I'm I'm pretty creeped out right now. Yeah. What, t- what time is it over there for you? It's uh, 1.40. So, yeah. When's the witching hour? Is it 3? I think it's 3. Oh, shit. You got any plans for the witching hour? or? I mean, I just bought a goat, so I that, might, you know, I might open its veins, but that, I'm not sure I'm going to do that tonight. That's the perfect thing to do, and if you just got it, you should do it now before you build a relationship with it, because it makes it so much harder to do. I already named it, but oh, I guess shit. I always do that. I never mean to name it, and then I'm just like, well, I got you. I got to call you something. I'm not trying to be forward. Um, yeah. Can you what's what's his name? Is it a he or a she? It's a he. Okay. What's what's the name you're you're looking at with him? His what name is Francis. Okay. I I almost. Just, I'll go ahead. And he's a very kind goat. He's a very uh, quiet, just uh, well mannered goat. Francis. I almost feel like you named him that before you found out whether or not he was a boy or a girl. You just went with a unisex name. It was gonna be Francis. I'll admit. Either way. Well, that's cool, man. You got your goat happening, and yeah, you got anything planned for the witching hour? Not really. I've, I'm just gonna eat a bunch of sugar, man. Like I'm, mm-hmm. you know, like I don't, I don't have very many vices in life. I'll admit, you know, I don't, yeah. I don't smoke. I'm, I'm, I'm not. I have no um, alcoholism in my family. I, I don't do drugs. I'm not a gambler, Ty. I don't. Mm-hmm. You know, do anything like that, but man, I'll fucking just eat. If I could just take a handful of sugar and just put it in my mouth, dude. Like there are these things that I'm that I've been buying now that are they're they're called Warheads. Uh, they're like a like a dipping pack. You know the the dipping dipping stick shit. Whenever we were kids, like you'd lick the yeah. little stick and dip it in the powder. Yeah. So it's like that, only it's sour. That's ridiculous. So I know. So I find myself ripping the the powder side and just eating the powder, and then I'll just throw the stick away. That's ridiculous. But you like obviously we know you love that sour shit. Yes. What's what are those lemon packs that you love? True lemon. Fishing true lemon. Yes. Yeah. For me, warheads and those sour candies have always been like a novelty candy. Like, like, here's this. I dare you to eat one, and then I'll eat it, and I'll be like, "Oh, okay, I'll have a, I'll have a Kit Kat now." The but only- you're just fuck. I love it. I it's I have a bad problem with them, and the only novelty effect I get from them is like, okay, let me try to fit five of them in my mouth at one time. <laughs> you are addicted, man. So That's like a drug. Man. Like you've built up a tolerance to sour to airheads. It's it's true, man, and it's not. Are, a, war, are they warheads or airheads? They're definitely warheads. Airheads would do nothing for me. No, those are those taffy pieces of shit, aren't they? Yeah, okay. yeah. But yeah, so that's that's what I'm doing. So the witching hour, I might open up five of those little packs and try to pour them all in my mouth at one time. Whoa! So, <laughs> I might see you on the other side of the mirror. I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know where that's gonna get me. We'll see. Like, how you're going for it? Riding the dragon. But yeah, man, I think I would say this has been a successful Halloween spooktacular. I think so, man. I, I think feel we've accomplished everything we wanted to. Yeah, I feel good about it. 
I'm spooked. I probably won't sleep for a couple of days. Yeah, I know. Me either. And I'm hoping that one day this this episode doesn't wind up on a website talking about like why there's a curse revolving around the third Halloween spectacular. Holy cow. They're going to be like, this is all the proof we have that these guys actually existed, but here's the story. Oh, shit. It'll be snippets of us. Man, so if you, if any of the listeners ever read that, like ten years from now, in a creepy pasta forum, just know that some of those stories are true. <laughs> and also, Ty, in closing, if your children are going out trick or treating, apparently there are a lot of jokers out there that are um, giving out marijuana laced candy. I guess an edible oh, yeah. form. That's awful. I don't know what the fun in that is, really. It's like, oh, now I'm going to sit at home and just think about the kid being high. That sucks. It's retarded, man. <laughs> at the same time, a part of me it kind of hopes that I get one of those candies. But for the kids, man, that's fucked up. Yeah, I mean, it would be one thing if they would, like, if they would, like, label it so you would know. So people yeah. that want it could get it, but... yeah. It's it's just giving Halloween an even worse name, and I fear that in the in the years, I mean, I already feel like we're not Halloween isn't like as promoted as it was when we were kids. At least the trick or treating aspect. Yeah. And I feel like this is just another nail in Halloween's coffin. <laughs> no pun intended. Yeah. <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah, that does suck, man. Yeah, I wish it could go back to like you've seen Hocus Pocus, right? Yeah. Like Hocus Pocus, that kind of town. I wonder if there's towns like that where the entire town is like, it's fucking Halloween and everyone's out and parties all over the place. Every house has decorations. Yeah, I was just watching Trick or Treat last night. You know, the the it's a newer movie, but yeah. it's just like the neighborhood where kids are just running around and they're just giggling and you know, fucking, so everyone's in costumes. That that's everyone's awesome. jaywalking for some reason. Everyone's always jaywalking in those movies, just <laughs> running across roads. <laughs> Little kids running across roads through the oh. entire movie. Dude, if you're a police officer, you should be pleased if that's the only thing going on on Halloween is jaywalking. Because there's a lot of weird shit that's going to go on, probably. Yeah, it's true. But yeah, man, let's, uh... I'm ready to close the book on, on this on this terrifying episode. And, man, I don't want to open this book up again until next year. I don't think so, man. You know what I just thought of? I'm going to celebrate Halloween with uh, the Halloween episode of Pete and Pete. Oh, yeah. Halloween-y. That's what I'm going to do. That's a, damn. that's a good one, man. I haven't thought about that. I've been watching Halloween um, episodes of other shows, but I, I forgot about how good the Pete and Pete one was. Just throwing it out there. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah, man same old stuff you know you can check out our spooky twitter account at ty and rocky k that's right we have a particularly terrifying facebook page it's yeah. facebook.com backslash backslash complete sentences podcast yes yes and i almost don't even want to mention our website because i feel like it's going to bring shivers down people's spines but if you dare you can always go to complete sentences podcast.com mm. At your own risk, of course. Oh, my God. We cannot be responsible for what happens. So, Ty, I've had a great time um, spending spending Halloween with you here. And, um, yeah, man, I hope that you stay safe there in, uh, in Frankenstein's castle. And watch out for any, like, German monsters. Because I think I have a feeling that monsters are still around in Germany for some reason. Phil, I think they are. I think there's a lot more fairy tale creatures in the woods over here. So I think they still have that going on. Cool.
relentless tonight. God bless that grandfather clock. <laughs> All right, so yeah, let's uh, let's end this, and I guess uh, we'll hopefully we'll uh, we'll survive, and we'll catch you next time on the next CSP. Sweet dreams. <laughs> Halloween, 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 Halloween,